You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. What? is the problem with dating? It's just the age old question, guys. We're on the heels of Valentine's Day and this question could not be louder in our minds right now. So why are so many people single? Some think it's the dating apps that completely changed the landscape of the dating world. Some blame the pandemic or is it the gender roles that have been flipped upside down? I don't know. There's so many, so many options. What what we do know is that we are all on this journey together. It takes a village, like we say at the end of every single one of our podcasts and at the beginning, and we are your village. So listen, the girls started this podcast a long time ago and I came on, but the main focus of the show is that we focus on problems that we all have dating everybody, right? And that you guys have too. There are loads of posts and tips that truly are useful when attempting to navigate the dating world. And we think that one of the most helpful outlets is sharing your stories and experiences to help others, who in turn will help when the dating waters get rough. That's why we're excited to have intuitive reader and author of Let That Shit Go, Bruna Nessif, back on our show to discuss her new book, The Problem with Dating, what Mm. it is and how we can fix it how our intuitive gifts can help guide us through relationship roadblocks with a live love reading and how you can tap into your intuition so that you don't have to tap out on dating. Bruna Nessif is a creator, host, speaker, writer, mystic, and author of Let That Shit Go, A Journey to Forgiveness, Healing, and Understanding Love, and her latest book, The Problem with Dating, that Jen just said. It's a compilation of dating stories, of over the course of 10 years for her former blog of the same name, which reached over 500,000 readers worldwide. Wow. For over a decade, love has been Bruna's greatest teacher and motivator, using her own relationships and dating experiences as a tool to better understand herself and human behavior. Her work has been featured in multiple publications and platforms. Uh, Some of these I'm sure you guys have heard of. Netflix, Comic-Con LA, Huffington Post, Cosmo, Esquire, and even a dating column and spread, wink, wink, for Playboy. In 2020, Bruno launched Return to Self, a community that focuses on the spiritual journey of self-reflection, self-inquiry, and shadow work in order to remember who you were before the world taught you who to be. You know, that old thing. She is a certified professional coach and psychic intuitive whose method of guidance is a hybrid of spiritual advisory and mindset coaching, two things we are excited to hear more about. As a Lebanese immigrant, Bruna also feels strongly about addressing the societal and psychological effects of intergenerational trauma, safety, and identity. So full picture introspection here, guys. 
Let's return to ourselves and let that shit go so we can figure out what the problem with dating is. Welcome to the show, Bruna. Hello. Thank you for having me again. Yeah. We were just saying before, I wasn't here before in the last time you were on the show. So nice to meet you. I know. You're about to get a full dose of Bruna. Oh, Jesus. I don't know what that means, but I'm kind of intrigued by it. It's a gift. It's, okay. <laughs> in my mind, I feel like you have like this other show called like Getting Brutal with Bruna, like some kind of like alliteration Ooh. where you like tell it. Listen, let's manifest it because I am here for a show. Okay. Well, I just brutal. had that intuition for you. You guys. Thank you. Gives, you be she gives good show. She gives good show. <laughs> well, that being said, we, we have a question that we ask all the guests when they come on and it's been a few years. So we wanted to know. Are you single, dating, or is it complicated for you? I'm dating. Okay. Technically single, but I'm dating. Okay, so it's complicated. Isn't that falling complicated? Well, I think dating in general is- It doesn't have to be complicated. But is it, are you dating one person or are you dating around? Ooh. Or- okay, Rob. <laughs> I am complicated. I am dating a person. Okay. We establish as a person. Yes. Okay. And I am open to the possibilities. I like you know? this. Okay. Yeah. I like that too. I feel like also that's kind of how everyone who's single or dating should be because until something's something – like, what is it, you know? And maybe not throwing all your eggs in right. one basket is a good thing until you're doing. Isn't that, the whole, and isn't that the whole point of getting engaged? You're yeah. saying like, we're not married, but I fully commit to you at this point than anybody else. Right. And listen, I'm very much like when I date, I get tunnel vision, which some yeah. people have told me is my downfall. <laughs> but I'm trying to find the balance between honoring who I am as a person when dating. So not necessarily like being out and dating a bunch of people because I think that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. um, if multiple people get my attention and I feel intrigue and interest, then yeah, I'm single so I can. But usually I tend to focus on one person because I feel like if this is something I actually want to grow – I'm not going to know that if my energy is being spread with a bunch of other people. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm also trying to remember that like dating is data configuration, you know, like I'm collecting data. And so I am, I am showing up and then I'm seeing if there is compatibility, if we have the same values, I'm having fun. And if so, great, then I'll continue to pour into that relationship. But if not, then that's fine. You know, I think that's an experience. I think that is such a great way to balance it out because speaking of the problems with dating, I personally think one of the problems with dating is that confusion that happens right there. Is that like you're dating somebody and you're interested in them, but you aren't really anything serious yet in that weird transitional phase. So like you want to give them your attention, but like they, they aren't technically your boyfriend or girlfriend. And so you're, the expectations are weird because you can't really expect them to not be dating other people, even though that might be what you want. So then you start throwing these expectations on them and like kind of set them up to fail or yourself. Yeah. Fail. And so then it kind of sucks because you're like expecting them to act like your boyfriend or girlfriend when they're not yet, even though that's the goal. So it gets kind of, so I think 
being open. Preaching to the choir. Yes. Open <laughs> to dating other people. Even don't push yourself if that's not authentically you, but be open to it because that can help balance that thought process out. Like mm. not putting so much pressure on the person to act like a boyfriend or girlfriend when that's not what they are. Like. The expectations. Also, yeah. really, and I also I appreciate the data collection part of it. Obviously, that really mm-hmm. is true for me because I think what I always like kind of had behind you know everything I did in the single dating world was. Like I'm just a person and they're a person and we might have different baggage and be on different timelines. And um, sure, we might have fun together, but is that what a relationship should be? Like, can you build a long-term relationship based on some elements that you like about a person? Or do you need to see more? Or do you need to see more after that? And then after that, and then, you know, all the things hopefully come together and then you end up in a relationship. Lord knows it's not easy. I was single for, I don't know, I want to say like 10 years and I had like random things between, but nothing that stood the test of time. And yeah. I just found like it does require some sort of Rubik's cube because to finally land on the thing that actually hits, is like a needle in a haystack. But it is, but it's also like, I think, and you guys let me know if you resonate with this, I feel like as a woman, I was taught growing up that it was always about me being chosen. And so I was always focused on, do they like me instead of, do I like them? Mm. And so a lot of sort of switches happened in the last few years where I was constantly being put in situationships where I was just like, wait, why am I so worried about whether or not you like me? I don't even know if I like you. Like I keep showing up hoping that you like me because I feel like that's some sort of validation that I'm supposed to get from you Um, instead of just being myself and showing up in that way and seeing who you are if you choose to show up authentically and then seeing what happens. And so I've been learning how to sort of just change the framework of the perspective I have with dating and even with what you were mentioning, Lauren, about sort of like the expectations and like it's that weird kind of gray area, which is funny. That was the first post I ever did for the problem with dating. It It's something now where instead of me asking the question of like, what are we or where is this going or what's happening? I'm simply going to tell you what I want. Great. I want a committed partnership and I give myself time to see if that's something that I can see with you. And when the time comes where it's like, okay, now we're sort of like tiptoeing into this territory, then you can bring it up again in a way that's like, so are we moving forward in this, in a net, like, how did they put it? I saw this somewhere. It was perfect. They said something like, just ask, are we continuing to keep this open or would you like to make it exclusive? Ooh, I like that. Mm. And it's just a question. And then, right, because it's like, I think sometimes we get so like, well, this is what I want and if you can't give it to me, and then it just creates this conflict. But I told you from jump, like, ultimately, I want committed partnership. Whatever that looks like, we can figure it out. But I want someone who has my back. I want someone I can count on. I want someone who's reliable. I want someone who lets me know that I'm a priority and I want someone who I don't have to question. Yeah. It needs to be trust. I like that lets me know that I'm a priority. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have to be like your tippy top all the time because we all got shit to do. But it's different than saying someone who makes me their priority, someone who lets me know that they're my, it's like, that's an active choice to show you that you matter to me, not just about serving that you're my priority. Like here, I, anybody can do A, B and C to like make it look that way, but to like, let you know that that it's different, that intention. Right. Show it. Right. It's the action. It's the behavior. It's the effort. It's what I, this is what I was thinking about on my hike today. So many people focus on love in a relationship and obviously love is important, but I really feel like consideration is huge and it's lacking sometimes. People always say, yeah, I love you or, you know, there's, we love each other so much, but are you considering them? Like is consideration part of how you define your love for someone? Because people just say it. Because that's- But what does that mean well, when you say it? That's that's what I'm sitting here. I've, this is the longest I've been quiet for a long time I on a podcast. Say, Rob, <laughs> what is going on over there? Well, because I'm listening and it's making sense, but it's, but I'm kind of like, where do I fit in? Because I'm kind of a little bit of both of that where I don't date a lot. And if, and if I, and I don't date multiple people, I've tried it before. It's not my jam. Like I feel guilty. I feel like I know when I want to spend time with somebody, why am I giving this person any kind of attention or even like, not that I give the attention because the other part of what you were saying, Bruna, is that I'm the one that's always trying to impress people or like I'm not good enough. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's from years and years of being in this industry that I'm in where I get rejected all the time and I'm told Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. So I'm on kind of both of it, but like, I don't, I don't go out with three people or four people because I feel like the basis besides communication of a good relationship is respect. And I Mm -hmm. feel like I'm disrespecting somebody if I'm going, if I'm going and giving attention and having fun and doing all this other good stuff that's leading down some way. And then I'm doing it with somebody else over here on a Thursday. You know, Absolutely. so like that to me, I'm like, I can't do, I can't do this. I know I want to spend time with this person. I'm just going to spend time with this one person. Right. And if it doesn't, like you said, your tunnel vision. Right. So like Absolutely. if it doesn't work out, then maybe I can go try something else or maybe I go back or maybe not that yeah. I would, you know, burn any bridges over there, hopefully, but like, I just can't do that. So now I'm sitting here going, okay, where do I fit? And, but it, it comes down to what you just said, which is the, basically it's respect. Right. Yeah. And I think it's also just there's levels to it for me. Like I I 100 percent agree with everything you just said. There is like this very strong moral compass within me that I think has set me apart from a lot of the trendy sort of ideas of interacting with people, especially in relationships. And for me, like I would constantly get criticized um, especially during the years that I wrote The Problem with Dating by people who were just like, you just need to cast a wide net and like see what you get or mm-hmm. you need to have a lot of options. And, and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, like, first of all, that's exhausting, exhausting. Because if I, if I don't, if I'm not actively dating someone, I'm usually just like, I prefer to be alone. Like I really enjoy my own company. I enjoy pouring into my friendships. I enjoy doing that. So when I am dating someone, it's because there is something specific that I'm feeling drawn to that I want to 
learn more about. I want to learn you as a person. You basically just said the whole romantic thing. It's beautiful. You basically just said my entire last podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. What I spent the whole time saying is, and I've been saying it for a while now is I've, I've spent the time alone. I've learned how to be alone in my late ages and I'm okay with being alone. So now you really have to come and be like somebody that I, I know when I want to take you out. I know when I want to spend time with you. I know right. when I want to go to a movie. I'm not getting off the couch and getting ready to be like, oh, God. I'd rather right. be watching Because you're my coming from intention. It's not from desperation. Yes. Right. But at the same time, so I think, you know, maybe this is how the book came to be. But if you are somebody who enjoys your own company and you are somebody who doesn't really like to date a lot and kind of make that a practice to find somebody – then how do you actually meet somebody if you are home with yourself? They also, gotta show up at my door. Like, yeah. <laughs> so is that the problem? Is that the problem with dating? Then is that it's not a one like solution process? You know, you have to sort of like work within the confines of what you've got and also who you are. How do you address the problem with dating? Yeah. Well, I think. I'm also very spiritually inclined. It's, you know, who I am. It's the work I do. And so to me, I'm not really worried about that stuff because I always know, like, I'm going to meet whoever I'm supposed to meet and I'm going to be at the place that I'm supposed to be at to meet them, you know, or swipe if I'm supposed to see them because I did the dating apps for a long time. I met some really incredible people on those apps. They clearly were not like my life partner, my forever person or whatever you want to call it. But I met them for a reason and they each played a role in helping me become the woman that I need to be for that person. And I know that's really shitty in the moment to think about that. Like, dang, we spent this time, you know, and it's going to be for someone else. But we all do that. That's what we all do. We are all like teaching each other things that we're supposed to learn so that we can be who we're supposed to be and share that person with someone else. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I'm. I'm a super loner. Like I'm very, I'm an INFJ. I'm an only child. Like I know alone time and I am a fan of it. Mm -hmm. I like it, but I also love to go out. And I also know from past experiences and the ways that I've met people, I'm always going to be where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm never going to miss a person that I'm supposed to meet. Mm -hmm. So I don't really worry too much about that. I don't stress too much about it. Really good point. It's a really good point. That's And that is helpful because you're really in touch with your intuitive side and you have that gift. That's probably you're way more in touch with than the average bear, but for the, for other people, you know, and obviously that's kind of like buzzwords now, like, what is your gut telling you and listen to your, the universe and with the signs and all that, which I totally believe in, but like it's the, everyone says all of that, but nobody, some people don't really get it. So if some people right. want to be in touch with that kind of a thing and they're not really, how does like, how does that type of a person who believes in that sort of thing, but isn't you, like how do mm-hmm. they address the problem with dating? How cuz okay so last time we spoke with you we were talking about your book let that shit go. Now we're talking about the problem with dating and like mm-hmm. what is that? What is that problem and how do people like the average bear who isn't like an intuitive how do they address that because they can't just trust that they're going to be in the right place at the right time. Also what's a bear? Right. The average what's bear, a bear? You know. Is yeah. that a saying? Yeah. The average bear? bear. Yeah. Even I know that. I never heard average bear. What is it, smarter than the average bear? I mean, I guess bears aren't that smart, or maybe the average is not. I don't know. Yogi What's bear this? is mm-hmm. your average bear, and Bruna is not your average bear. So Got it. 
Okay. That's a whole too. All right. <laughs> well, there's two things I want to touch on with that question. The first is trust with stuff like this is hard very much regardless of how spiritual you claim to be or feel you are like this shit's hard because you're constantly met with having to face your fears over and over and over again and that leads me to the second point which is the problem with dating is sometimes recognizing that you might be the problem (laughs) and that is the soul of the problem with dating And that's why when I was doing the problem with dating, I felt so much like internal conflict because everyone was sort of hoping that I would fit into that stereotypical mold of like, well, the problem with dating is that you are wearing that and you're not saying this and you're doing, and it's like all these kind of superficial things. And I'm like, that's not what I'm trying to do here. Dating is the Trojan horse of a deeper conversation that I'm not sure people are ready to have, but it's necessary. And that conversation is, what if you're the problem? (laughs) What if I'm the problem? And so my whole journey, which was 10 years of doing that blog, which is now the book, was really me being my best case study. You know, like I was studying love. I was studying human behavior through my experience and through some radical accountability and honesty with how I was showing up, which was not easy. It was not easy and I was not ready to admit that for a long time. But that's why I put the book out because – I cringe when I read some of the posts in the book. I'm not going to lie to you. Like some of it and I'm like, oh God, Bruno, like why did you say that? Or like why would you think that? But that was the journey. You know, that was the journey. And that's what I want to promote. The problem with dating the book is not a book that's going to tell you how to fix your dating habits. It might. You might read something that you're like, damn, I needed to read that or that's good. But the book itself is more about giving people a permission slip to fuck up sometimes and to just be human and to know that we're all scared. We all do stupid shit. We all stay with the wrong person for too long or just the right amount of time if that's what you needed because you weren't ready yet. We all like have these sort of things about us that make us messy and chaotic and unpredictable and also very beautiful and very human. And so I'm just really trying to bring the humanity back into this conversation so that we can kind of be a little more compassionate with ourselves when we're trying to figure this shit out. And Because everyone seems to just like want that formula and that answer. And the truth is there isn't one. Well, I think that to your point too, like looking inward is super important, but then there's also, like you're saying, there's no formula. But then you have all these people that, one, look inward, so they take the blame for everything, holding nobody accountable, or are always the victim, or whatever the case may be, because all they're doing is looking inward and taking responsibility, maybe, for too much. And then there are Mm -hmm. the people who are, it's not you, it's me. So then you don't know, you don't have any sort of concrete evidence of anything, which is why, I mean, I think Tinks just posted this recently, and we shared it, but like, the problem with ghosting is that you don't give anybody clarity or closure. Like just tell somebody you don't right. like them, call it a day, rip the bandaid, tell right. them you don't like them and move on, move on because then no one's going to create the story that has no ending. And then if right. you don't have the ending, there's again, 
it's like some kind of Einstein equation that goes on forever after the decimal. There's no end. So you're just left to find it out and you round up to you being the problem. But you don't have an answer as to why. Because right. the well, person threw it back on you and all you could do was be like, I guess it was me. I don't know. But Bruna makes a great point in like being, you know, gentle with yourself and like letting yourself fuck up. But remember too, like if somebody ghosted you, like, hey, like I guarantee you, you fucking ghosted someone else. So let's not like be so hard on the other person either. Like we're all fucking up. We're all giving each other grace and ourselves grace too. So it's also can kind of help you like for lack of a better term, Bruna, let that shit go because if you're mm-hmm. holding on to a bunch of resentment for things that you're not really like looking looking at yourself and going like, yeah, I can kind of understand how that might have happened. Or like, yeah, maybe I did something that made them ghost me. Or I'm not saying blame yourself. I'm just saying being open, be open to like, there's like a lot of different possibilities. You're probably never going to get an answer. So be open to the fact that like, hey, if this thing didn't work out or it is working out and I don't know where it's going, but like, let's just be open to a myriad of possibilities. Like, could it have been me? Could it have been you? Did I do something to cause that? Or did you do is are you just being a jerk right now? But I've probably been a bitch before. Like, let's just all be a little gentler. And like, it sounds also like it sounds like your books go together because one is like letting that shit go. And then if you don't, you're the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Not necessarily. But I mean, the problem with dating is what gave me inspiration to do let that shit go I never thought the problem with dating was ever going to be a book that wasn't on my mind but yeah of course dating has been like my greatest well love has been my greatest teacher and speaking of ghosting I've been ghosted so many times and it's been a ride and it is something that I have literally like talked to um, psychologists about and asked people about for interviews Um, I did an article about it for Playboy. And then I also did an article on mosting, which is like ghosting, but like doing the most before you ghost. And it was just like, it's an actual sort of psychological abuse was the information that we ended up getting for that article. And again, some people are just like, you don't owe people anything, you know, whatever. And it, it depends on the level of relationship for sure. If you just like met, you haven't even met in person, you've just been messaging, whatever, you know, everyone has their idea of what scenario is um, appropriate and what's not. At the end of the day, for me, Bruna, I don't give a shit what I owe or don't owe anyone. This is my character and this is my integrity. So I don't care if I've only talked to you for a day or if we were in a serious relationship for five years, I'm going to communicate with you how I'm feeling because that's who I am as a person. I, I learned something a couple days ago. I have a friend out here and uh, she um, was set up with somebody, which I never, this is like my nightmare, but she was set up with somebody and this person supposedly knows her and then like set her up on, like they were supposed to go on a date. So they had a, a phone call and my friend, who's the girl in the situation called me afterwards. She's like, I'm going to kill Kelly because she could not have picked somebody so different from me. And we talked for an hour and the entire time I just wanted to get off the goddamn phone. And now I'm supposed to go to dinner with this guy tomorrow night and I don't want to go. What do I do? And my, 
my thing was like, well, you don't want to hurt his feelings. So let's come up with a bunch of excuses. Austin, I live in Austin. We were having a big ice storm. I'm like, it's dangerous. You can't go out. You can't go meet somebody. And she's like, I kind of brought that up during the conversation. And he was like, uh, you're, you've been living in California too long. Austin's fine. You know, we'll be, you can go out. Like he kept Aww. making excuses for everything and that right. she would bring up. And so she finally texted me and she, I was like making excuses to not hurt his feelings. I'm like, look, you don't have to be mean to the guy. You can just say you're not interested or, or give him some nice real excuse, you know? And then he, she's like, why can't I just be truthful that I don't want to go? And I was like, well, I, I, do you want to do that? She's like, why not? And I'm like, okay, let me text Jen. And I got Jen's list of rejection letters that she has for people. She has all the different scenarios. And so I sent that to her and I'm like, pick one. So she basically took one of Jen's scenarios, filled in the blanks, sent it to the guy. And he was so positive in the response. He was, yeah. he was like, thank you. You know, I was kind of feeling that too, but you know, I just figured why not meet face to face and see what happens. But since you're feeling that way, now I feel validated in my feelings for that. So good luck to you. I hope you do well out there and maybe we'll see each other someday. And I was like, okay, well, I just learned a fucking lesson. Right. You're like, no more excuses. Just be direct. Because I'm not, I'm not on the app. So, and I'm not going out and meeting 10, 10, 15 different people. Like if I'm in a situation where I'm dating somebody, it's because I put myself there and I will be communicative about it. You know, absolutely. it's not like I'm meeting a stranger, having a drink or dinner and then or two. And then now I have to be like, sorry, I don't like you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I'm there, or, I like you. It's also because I had a similar experience recently when I, well, recent ish, when I went on a date with someone and during the date, I knew like, I don't want to see this person again. Like, I don't care to <laughs> see this person again. Um, and I didn't say anything in the moment. But I was just like, okay, we ended the date. I knew he was going to reach out again. And so I was actively trying to think about how do I honor the truth while still being nice, respectful? Yeah. You know, like not even nice. I don't even care to be nice. I'm not nice. I'm kind. I'm not nice. Was it, was but, it, but you're being thoughtful. As respectful, right. they're all married, Absolutely. they're all holding hands. And guess what, Bruna? That goes along with being nice. <laughs> no, but we don't have time to go down that road, <laughs> Rob, because nice and kind are very different. Nice is obligatory and nice is forced. Kind is a character trait that you just are. Maybe we do have time. No. Okay. We'll, we'll, but, have, we'll have to have you back for a third time because I feel like you're going to talk for 30 minutes on that, even though you're yeah. a professional. But I will... We'll have you on for a third time. Anyway, you're there. You're sitting at a bar. You hate the guy. You're not being nice. You're being respectful. Go ahead. I'm being kind. Being kind. But also, he's acting a fool. So I'm like, okay, I, I don't want to do this. So I was like brainstorming with my best friend because I'm like, okay, like, how do I say this? Like, But you know what it was? I, I never worry about me being unkind. I'm a, I'm a kind person by nature. So I know no matter what I have to tell someone, I'm going to say it with respect and I'm going to say it in a way that's thoughtful. But it's more of past experiences of rejecting men and their backlash 
with it that I did not want to deal with, Mm -hmm. you know, because some men get very angry. They get very dangerous. And I wrote about that too for Playboy. Side note, Bruna, I love that you still feel like I don't care who you are. I'm still going to give you an explanation as to why this is ending. Even after you felt like there was a backlash from men who get rejected. I like that you still were like, no, but this is me. And this is my character. I'm still going to let you know when something doesn't work. Because it would have been easy for you to be like, I'm ghosting you because I don't want to deal with that shit. Right. It's just like, I'm here to clear karma, not get any more of it. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, I am being as good of a person as I can be when I know how. And this is regardless of how he showed up to the date or the traits of his that I didn't care for. That's still a person. You know, that's a human being. And that was someone who like treated me to a nice dinner and, you know, had conversation with me and spent time with me. And I also know that however this sounds, it is what it is. I know men get nervous with me. And so I keep that in the back of my mind too, because a lot of times on dates, I can feel it, you know? So I can feel like you're nervous right now. So that might be why you're acting kind of stupid. And I don't understand why you're saying these things or whatever, (laughs) but I'll give it time. But again, I'm intuitive and I feel it right away. Like I just, I know, and I know now not to deny what I know to be true for me. So I don't want to waste anyone's time. No one has the time. So I just sent him a very kind text Mm -hmm. because he had been texting me and I was like, hey, you know, I appreciate the date. Um, I don't know that we're necessarily aligned to be anything romantic or continue this, but I enjoyed meeting you and that was that. And he, again, he was super cool about it. And that's another instance going back, Jen, to what you were saying before about like the people who like are super avoidant and then the people who always think it's their fault. And of course they always tend to attract each other. And that's because you're teaching each other these things. I needed him to do that so that I could become comfortable being honest about the fact that I I need to say no here instead of trying to come up with some elaborate way of sidestepping what's true because I'm afraid when I didn't need to be afraid. Well, you completely you're, got it. He understood, and I'm sure he appreciated that too. You're lucky because you have a you have a, a get out of jail free card or or you know a little cheat sheet there because you're intuitive, right? So like you know, we're all intuitive, Rob. I understand you're that. Too. I know, but and I know intuitive is different than psychic, and I know it's different than this, and I know that. I know I can, I'm intuitive because I know I can always pick up what kind of baby my friends are going to have when they're like two months what pregnant. You know what I mean? Baby? Like, <laughs> yeah. What a kind brand, of baby, the brand of baby. Yeah. Kind. I don't even know what to use anymore, but so like <laughs> they, they, you know, I, I, like, I know I understand that, but if you're intuitive to the person sitting across from you and you're feeling what they're putting down and you know that they're nervous and you know, or you know that that's not it. You know, I think that's the kind of intuitive that I have too, which is like when I meet somebody I know, or I meet somebody and I, I know, I, I know I don't want that, you know? So how did you start tapping into your intuitive stuff when you like, is it always been around since you were like little or is it something you've kind of gone to school for and kind of honed in on? Is it something later in life? I would have loved if there was a school. Or some- <laughs> I I would love that. Some people go to spirituality school and like, you know, have their spirituality degrees and whatnot. And then they they actually learn how to meditate better and focus on it, you know? Right. 
So intuition is a muscle, you know, it gets stronger as you practice it. Cause I know that every single one of us have experienced walking into a room and feeling tension or being around someone that you just kind of knew was really sus and you needed to keep your space or knowing that someone was withholding information from you. This that's intuition. I've had it. Yes. Very strongly since a young age, but I suppressed it and I shut it down for a really long time because the reality I was experiencing was not coinciding with the information I was receiving because the people I was around were not happy with how perceptive I was and how capable I was at seeing them and seeing the truth. And that's a whole other thing with dating that created a lot of, I guess, I don't want to say issues, but challenges because with dating, it's already scary A lot of people are wearing false masks. They want to bring their representative. They want you to like them. And that's normal. You know, like I get that. But when you start to get to a point where you're really trying to deepen intimacy and create a meaningful bond, those masks aren't going to work. And they're for sure as fuck not going to work with me (laughs) because I can see right through that shit. And I'm very much the type of person who will lovingly call you out when I know (laughs) that you are full of shit right now. And it's not in a way where it's just like, you're a liar, but it's just one of those things where that's not what it is. Like, just tell me what it is. Mm -hmm. I know that's not what it is. So it's something that I 1000% believe we all have. It's a gift we are all given. It's just a matter of whether or not you allow yourself to trust it and continue to strengthen it. So for me, trusting that looked like telling people no when I knew it wasn't working, looked like leaving places I knew I need to leave at the moment I knew I needed to leave, reaching out to people when they would come up all the time. You know, we suppress a lot of the signals because we don't, we just like write it off. We think it's like a whatever moment, but no, you're getting, you're getting guidance for something and you don't have to know why you'll find out later. But I'll tell you every single time I dream about somebody and I am able to remember it, I'm like, oh, I need to text them. Mm. I need to like just check in with them. And every single time it's for a reason. Really? And so allowing yourself to sort of lean into that and trust what it is that you're feeling and what it is that you're getting, you'll notice it. And then that will help build you build your trust with it too, because you're like, damn, that was a real thing. Like that actually was meant to happen. Shit. And so again, it's it's trial and error, I guess. I got a lot of people I got to start texting when I wake up, I guess. Yeah. I, I remember all my dreams and I remember when they are in them and why, what they say and all that other stuff. So Jeez, I yeah. owe Julian Edelman a lot of text messages. <laughs> <laughs> well, I punched both my parents in my dream last night, so... What is that? Okay, so we have some subconscious aggression. I can help you out with that. <laughs> we can do some dream analysis. Yeah. yeah speaking of speaking of that, should we get into the the readings now? Yeah. Should we do that? Yeah. So you guys, yeah. Luna has a lot of different talents and services. Not only is she an author, but she also does um, sixty minute uh, readings, and um, you can access all of this when we'll get to that, like through her social media and stuff. But she is going to give us some live love readings right now. And we are going to just so you can see like kind of how it works and how it can really be helpful in guiding you in this journey of trying to find the one or if you already found the one, because we're all at different stages, like Rob is single, Jen is just about to move in, I'm married with kids, like, 
we're going to, we're going to show you how this is helpful and how maybe listening, like Bruna said to your intuition can kind of help you too, in conjunction with having a Bruna in your life. Well, when you hear those cards shuffling in the microphone, it's like so ominous. I'm like, what is she going to tell us? Meanwhile, we love this stuff. So we are super here for it. Don't spare our feelings. Be kind if you want. You don't have to. Um, You know, I'm not. A lot of people are afraid of this. And I understand it's been very demonized for a long time. I'm not here to like tell you some really fucked up shit. I'm here to just remind you, honestly, with all my readings, I always tell people this. First of all, take what resonates, leave what doesn't, meaning you get to decide what's true. You don't have to make it fit if it doesn't fit. At the end of the day, my goal isn't to tell you some crazy shit that you didn't know. Chances are I'm going to tell you something you already know, but you needed to hear it from someone else because you don't trust yourself. So that's, a good way that's to put it. my goal. I do. Uh, uh, I'm one of those people who I go on YouTube like 18 times a day and I read, I get all my tarot, tarot card readings on there. Mm-hmm. And then I find like the common theme in all of them. So like, they're all going to be different, but I'm like, they kept saying this one thing. All of them said this one thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to resonate with. And that's what I'm going to go with. You know, that. Yeah. That that's a great way to do it. Yeah. Who am I doing first? Who, who do you want, want to? <sighs> But we'll we'll let the cards decide, yeah. yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah, Jen needs yeah, Jen needs a specific for Jen. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you some keywords. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I this is what I want the reading to be about. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about this. And this is what I don't want it to be right. about. Ooh. <laughs> okay, here we go. Start with an ooh. Okay. Ooh. Okay. 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 Jen, do you want kids? Ugh. What? <laughs> no. It's just a question. Potentially. Yeah, I think you're gonna have kids. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially just went out the window. No, the reason I say this is because I have a friend who had a dream about me being pregnant, and I'm just not ready for that at this exact moment. So what do you Well, I mean, the truth is you'll never be ready. I don't not want them. I'm just, I have a certain criteria I need to be established prior to bringing a human to this earth. That makes sense. But I will say there are children affecting your relationship. So it's, again, this is spiritual perspective. Mm Mm-hmm. But you got soulmate. Yes, this is your soulmate. So your partner and you are very much divinely guided together. You were meant to be together. You also got let go of control issues. <laughs> Allow this situation to unfold naturally. You got children. Your love life is being affected by children. And then religious factors. Your love life is influenced by your religious upbringing and spiritual path. And then you got protected. You are safe and divinely guided. And awakening someone is undergoing a spiritual transformation. So my interpretation of this is you are in the partnership that is meant for you and it may unfold in ways that might be uncomfortable for you because you're not going to be able to control it. And spiritually, my perspective is that we choose our parents. And so if that is true, then there might be some spirit babies that chose you as their mother and chose your partner as their other parent. And so, sorry, boo-boo, but like you don't necessarily get to decide when because it's going to happen 
at some point. I mean, you have free will, so like, right? There is that. There's always that, like modern medicine and whatnot. But, but do do, do those cards say some sort of timing? Because I have to calendar this. Like, I just can't. (laughs) If the dream is no, but it does say let go of control issues and allow this to unfold naturally. It's not anything to stress about. It's just. Again, it's going back to the trust, right? It's trusting that divine timing. everything is unfolding as it should right. and when the time comes. Right. It's not going to interrupt your plans for your life that you have going on. It's just going to add to them. It'll be right when you right when right. you're supposed to It's not going to interrupt the plans because this is part of the plan. Never right. Ready. Exactly. Well, you're never according to kids, you're never ready for what it will bring. I can attest because exactly. I have two. And I let that shit go each pregnancy because I was like, due date, schmoo date. This baby's coming when this baby's ready to come. Don't tell me when the baby's due and when the baby's not due. Obviously- we want the baby to get to a certain point of gestation for health reasons. But like at this point, like this baby's coming when this baby wants. And like everyone. My baby's due in 2025 though. 2025. <laughs> so just. I don't what? Know. Yeah, 2025 the baby's due. No, her, her baby's due in Q3 or Q4. Yeah. That's how Jen works. She literally told me something Jen, very. Do you have any Virgo placements? No, all Capricorn. Oh my gosh. Me too. And that also makes sense. Very mm-hmm. romantic mm-hmm. about her relationship. She's <laughs> like a Q3, Q4. She's like, it's going to happen Q3, Q4. I was like, I have no words for that. No, I think right it's now. Q2, Q3. I don't know. Anyway. All right, Rob. I can't wait for the pregnancy announcement. You're up, Thanks. Rob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me too. All right. Let's see what's going on in Rob's love life. I'm excited about this one. Rob, if she says Judy anywhere in this reading, I'm going to die. Somebody said that they heard like an intuitive that we had on recently said she heard. She wasn't, she wasn't like an intuitive like you are. She just gets like different than you. Yeah. She gets like, like names will pop into her head when she's helping coach people or whatever. And she's like, I see a Judy. And I'm like, when, in 1963, when I dated somebody. Judge Judy? My neighbor Judy is coming over after this recording. So maybe that's the Judy we keep talking about. But she's my Judy, not yours. Yeah, totally different. Ooh, Rob. Uh, You? (laughs) Okay. uh, Hold on. Let's get some clarity cards. Yeah, get some freaking clarity cards. (laughs) You don't even know what it says. Is there anyone from your past that you are open to trying again with not nobody comes to mind okay well you mean like like actual girlfriend past or do you mean like somebody i used to hang out with past listen i'm not gonna i don't care about the technicality if there was someone who meant something to you but it didn't go all the way or it wasn't able to become a relationship Mm -hmm. i think there might be you got second chance. Hmm. So there might be another opportunity for this to be a thing. You also got flirt, extend your lighthearted energy to others. You got stay optimistic about your love life. Positive thinking and faith will bring you romance. And then you got heart to heart conversations. So with second chance here, and then you also got put away the computer working less will help strengthen your relationship. Gotta go. So just finding that balance, right? Hmm. Work life balance, trying to, Make sure that you are as much invested in your 
personal life in having fun and going out and pouring into that aspect of your life instead of just work, work, work. Um, Because at some point work might have just become like either a distraction or sort of like a safety net to not have to like deal with whatever else is going on, which as a Capricorn, I can totally relate. I get it. Um, But again, love is very much there for you and is possible for you if that's something that you want. And so continue to stay in that energy, you know, don't allow any sort of past experiences or anything that's going on with society and the way they talk about it to affect the way that you feel about what's possible for you when it comes to love. But again, I feel like it's going to be someone that you already know, someone that is, I feel like you're already thinking of this person right now in your mind. And at the top of the deck, you got, this could be the one. So Rob! Wait, but also this is great because now Rob doesn't have to use a dating app. He can just go through his Rolodex, his Rolodex of memories. And yeah, is there someone specific? Kind? Rob, You're Rob, blushing. Rob, Rob, Rob. <laughs> I got. I wish. I just got back from Cancun. I have. No, a weird no, you know, this is a new shade that's just happening right now. It's okay. It's a safe space. I don't. I don't have anybody from my past that I'm thinking about right now. I don't. I don't. Okay. I promise. I, I. I'm trying to think of who. That because we, uh, as we've discussed on this podcast, I'm the good luck Chuck. I all my exes are married with kids, mm-hmm. so like, and then the people that it didn't work out with was my decision. So, so uh, there's nobody in my past that I'm really like, oh that, oh maybe that one person it would work out with. Wait, but what if your decision at the time reflected who you were at the time, and no, now I, you're this other person who's evolved and might right. see the situation differently? Right. Well, uh, uh, I understand what you're saying, but I, there's nobody that I look, like I said, I don't play games. I go on my intuition and I don't, you know, say, well, this didn't work out because of an exterior thing. It's always inside. So if it didn't work out, then it wasn't because of anything I hadn't learned yet. It was more of just, I just didn't get that feeling, you know? So well, if somebody came back around and that feeling popped back up, I wouldn't be like, Oh no, we already tried this. Do you know what I mean? Right. But people change. Yeah. People do change. Yeah. Different feelings with them. Yeah. One hundred percent. But it is funny that what you did say was pretty spot on with me because I do focus on work a lot, and I use it as an excuse to not put myself out there because I want to have my career settled first, and I if I need and I am the kind of guy when I'm dating you, I focus one hundred percent on you, and I want to get everything else lined up first and. All that other stuff. Okay, but that's not that's. This is a lesson on balance. Yes, you're never going to be able to have it all ready. No, ready. Listen, when you read the book, you will see a theme and a pattern where every man I met was like, "I'm not ready." No, no, no. And I, I get it. I, I'm not. Y'all I'm, have I'm not, your thing. I'm not like that. I'm. A, I'm a, actually. I'm a balanced guy. I preach balance. I 100% do balance. I think I just don't put myself out there because, like, uh, of of the rejection that I've learned in my life. You know that I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll make. Especially from being in LA for so long, it was like, well, maybe right. I need this, 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 and this to compare right. to these people to be on the same playing field to do this. You know, so it's less about being like unbalanced. I preach it. You know. But it's more well, about when I like say balance. Go ahead. Yeah, like I know what you mean. You have to. But are you using it as an excuse, like the work stuff, instead of balance? You're more just shielding yourself from 
it because you're like, I'm busy. I'm, I'm auditioning and I have this and stuff. No, it's not shielding. It's, it's the comparison that I'm always putting on myself. That's what I'm talking about. When I say balance for you, I don't mean necessarily like, I mean, some of it's time, of course, like you need to balance the time of making your social life and maybe that more of a priority, regardless of dating, like you just deserve to have fun, like you deserve to like put that time back into yourself. But the balance I'm talking about with you is more so releasing this sort of limiting belief that oh, I need to check off all these boxes before I can even date somebody. Mm. Because at the end of the day, like I completely understand wanting to be in a certain place emotionally, you know, mentally healthy and feeling good about yourself in order to show up for someone else. But I also think that a lot of people, men specifically, because you've been conditioned this way to think that you are only a worthy provider when you have A, B, C, and D. And as a woman who has dated many men, I would just like you to know that while I appreciate those things and we appreciate those things, you being a good person is still worth sharing that with, regardless of whether or not you have all your ducks in a row, Mm. you know, because that shit's going to figure itself out. It doesn't mean you have to not allow yourself to experience love and companionship and fun and getting to know someone because this shit's still in the way you're worthy of that love regardless. And, and, maybe that- and it's before you Lauren, before you start, it's, it, I think it's more of like, uh, no, because I've done so much inward work and because I've done a lot of stuff and I know that insecurity was something that broke up a lot of my past relationships to feel that I'm not completely secure in any area you know, it, whether it's this area, this area, this area. Now I'm, can, I'm, I'm actually pretty secure in one area, but like I still have to fix this area. That's why I'm not putting myself out there completely. But the right person for you is not going to weaponize that against you. Mm. It didn't okay. work with those other people because it wasn't your person. And that was what they used as an out. Nice. I like that. If anything, the right person is going to champion you and help you secure whatever insecurities you have. I was just going to say that person could even be like an inspiration for you. They could drive you to like get to get to those goals quicker or they're an inspiration or like a motivation, if you will. They're a support mm. system. Yeah. Listen, when you love someone, you want them to succeed in every possible way and you are like their biggest cheerleader, at least in, you know, in an ideal healthy relationship. So that's one thing and I'm glad you brought that up and thank you for being transparent about that because I think that's something a lot of men fear and whenever I have conversations that include men, I really try to make that a point of just like you are enough just by being a good person. Because there are not a lot of good – I don't want to say that. It's slim pickings when it comes to a man that is emotionally safe, someone who can really pour into their partner in a way that surpasses superficial means, you know? And that's the shit that matters. So, you know, celebrate that about yourself and allow someone else to really celebrate that about you too. Okay. Wait, yeah. I have a quick question. Could you just tell me, was it a boy or a girl? Oh my God, answer, <laughs> Bruna. Okay, well, anyway. I, I feel like you about- would have a boy. What? I feel like you'd have a boy. Yeah, oh. I do too. I do too. Now I just know. Well, Rob is the baby predictor, so. <laughs> Send it back. Anyway, we should talk about Lauren. I think we, you know, we've talked yeah. enough about me and Rob at this point. 
<laughs> you just asked and didn't hear the question, the answer you wanted to hear. Right, so now exactly. you've had enough. Well, yeah. apparently I'm supposed to accept stuff and relinquish control, but you know, I'm a work in progress and it's not today. <laughs> You're going to get knocked up tonight. Relinquishing control for a Capricorn is incredibly difficult. Yeah. It's hard Trust me, I'm surrounded difficult. by them. I know. It's hard for me. And I'm a what Gemini. I'm a Gemini. Oh, yeah. You are not about that life. <laughs> no. You are just out here, wherever the wind blows. Yeah, yeah basically. Laura, I'm a Libra. Okay, so two air signs. Libra. What am I? And Libra, Virgo, Virgo, Capricorn, Jen? Something like that, yeah, I believe. Okay, so a grounded Libra. Rob, we got to get your birth chart. Oh, it's uh, literally, look, Bruna, is tattooed on my whole. The whole um, chart? The whole chart. Wow, dedication. Yeah, I'm a Pisces moon and a Sagittarius rising. Oh, Pisces moon. He's <laughs> sensitive. <laughs> yes, he he is. Feels yes, he is. Yeah. There is that. There, I could see that for sure. Okay. Yeah. She took her hair down for this. She's getting ready. Why are these so... Have you been feeling a little like... Scatterbrain, frantic, anxious. Uh, yeah, I, I am pretty anxious. Yeah. That's kind of how my temperature it lives in an anxious. Okay, so. I feel like for you, the theme is really self-love. Mm. You got love yourself first. Your self-respect makes you more romantically attractive. But, I mean, you're in a – you're married, mm -hmm. right? So – I mean, it still makes you romantically attractive, but right now it feels like there is a lack of intention when it comes to your needs, like making sure that your needs are being met and, and being prioritized in that way. And I know you're a mom, so it's like, right. But um, yeah, you got let your friends help you. So ask for and accept support from others. Are you someone who feels comfortable asking for help? Okay. So there's a lesson. There's a lesson there because also it's like, let me just do it the right way. So let me do it. Not that you're going to do it wrong, <laughs> but like, it's not about that. It's just that I'm like, I'll just do it. It's easier. But is it? No, for, and not for me. <laughs> but I mean, like in my mind it is, but then I, yeah, I'm like, am I ever going to get to like work out again? Am I ever going to get to like, like shower besides like at 10 o'clock at night? I mean, yeah, it's like a lot. It's a lot. It's a full-time yeah. never a day off, and it's a lot. Yeah. You got addiction and obsession as well. Hmm. So there's just this feeling of, and I think you touched on it right now, of the same sort of control thing that we were talking about. And so it sounds like the biggest thing for you would be having to decide, like, do I want to continue to burn out by doing everything myself the way that I want it to be done? Or is there room for me to allow things to be done differently so that I have time to pour back into myself? Sure. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, because at this point, it's it feels more like it's just not sustainable yeah. for too long, yeah. you know? So it's, it's necessary that we – you know, check in and it sounds like you already know that this is a thing. So just continue to try and accept help when it's offered and then getting used to verbalizing and asking for what you need and for help. Because I can, I already know, like if you ask for help, they're going to show up for you. Your people are going to show up for you. They're going to meet you where you are and help you. 
but you are probably also someone who is so good at keeping things together, even if it's like completely overwhelming internally for you, that not a lot of people might necessarily think to wonder or ask if you need that help because you always have your shit together or you're always killing it. You're doing it, whatever. But it's like you're human yeah, and you need some help sometimes and that's okay because we all do. So I love that because, you know, I know this is like a Valentine's episode and it's very much focused usually on like loving another or romantic love. Self-love is a big thing, even though as trendy as it's gotten, it kind of gets annoying to hear now, but it's a real thing. And so pouring that love back into yourself is your big message for this. Yeah. Children. Children. I also, wait, I also think though that to your point about it being a Valentine's Day episode and like in this case, it's more self-love for Lauren. I think people have a misconception about when you get into this relationship and you find your husband and you have the kids and the family that now you've got it all and that you're never, that you're a complete person now and you weren't before, but you still have to work at being that complete person. And you still have to remember you were an I before you were a we, before you were someone's mom, sister, daughter, whatever the case you are, you are an I. So the self-love doesn't stop when you find other love. Right. And the self-love, I mean, even finding self-love is not necessarily true because you just, you're it. You know, it's just a matter of whether or not you are activating it is like a, a way I like to look at it. I don't need to practice self-love. I am self-love, but am I being intentional about how yeah. I'm activating that in my yeah. life? Yeah, I you need know. To be- and to your point, Jen, it's like, again, it's the societal conditioning and the, the things that we're told a lot of your life isn't really like meaningful until you have that ring on your finger and you're married and you have kids and da, 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 da. And it's, that's a beautiful thing. Don't get me wrong. Like that's a beautiful experience to have and very challenging. I know being single so long and like living a life where I'm very solo dolo, it's very comfortable. I don't have to deal with anyone's shit. I don't have to consider anybody else. I can go to the beach on a Tuesday afternoon. I could go to Jamaica tomorrow if I really wanted to. And I don't have to worry about anybody else. Like these are the sort of things that we don't necessarily think about when we think about the fantasy of like marriage and kids and home. Like, no, now you you need to go into that with that mindset of I can't be selfish anymore. You know, like that's not a thing anymore. I have other people to consider. My decisions affect other people. And so, yep. yeah, yep. you know, it's breaking that fantasy that all those movies and, and things have taught us to get to the real deal of what that type of partnership is because a lot of people, I think, rush into it without being ready to fully commit and sacrifice certain things for it to work. I think it's so interesting that these three readings were so <laughs> intuitive for lack of a better word because they were so so different for all three of us you know it was very beginning of relationship next step for jen what's coming you know the, the, the universe and the spirit babies don't give a fuck what your cues are they want that they're coming mine was get ready and start preparing and put yourself out there and you're at this other stage where it's going to happen and then Lauren was very like, all right, you've done all that shit. Now it's time to focus reback onto you. 
You know, yeah. like you got everything else here. That's done for a little while. No more babies for a little while. Laura. Yeah, you pulled up a children card. That, that wasn't more children. That was just like a, I have kids. No, it's just, it was just that the children are there. affecting. Yes, got it. That yeah. sort of imbalance. So good. So <laughs> so now we can start looking back this. You still got to raise the kids, but like start looking more, you know, this way a little bit. It's funny. So like, it's just really yeah, interesting. I feel like I'm getting starting to get back to normal life, but it takes a while. I have like a two and a half year old and a one year old. Like I was in it. Mm. I were in it. Like there is not a lot of fucking other things to focus on right now. Like it's hard to come up for air sometimes. <laughs> So like it's starting to get normal again. So it's funny that you're bringing this up now because I'm starting to kind of feel like, oh, like I look, I put a little makeup on today. Like, look, it's on my face. Everybody it's here. Like that's a win for me right now. Yeah. More wins. Yes. Bruna, you just mentioned randomly that you could go to like Jamaica tomorrow if you want. But really quick before we like wrap this whole thing up, like you have... Besides your books, you've got these journals on Amazon, which continue to like tell your story and like encourage other people to talk about dating and relationships and be like open and be, you know, vulnerable. And then you've got this Costa Rican retreat coming up too. So yes, tell people a little bit about that and where they can find all of these things. Yes. So we are going to Costa Rica, April 29th to May It's the Return to Self Retreat. Return to Self is my brand, uh, remembering who you were before the world taught you who to be. And so we're going to spend a week in Playa Hermosa, and I have a bunch of um, sort of like spiritual ceremonies planned. We're going to do sound baths. We're going to do a full moon ceremony. We're going to do some intuition exercises and just group bonding. And then we're also going to obviously have some excursions in Costa Rica. We're going to go zip lining. We're going to go on a coffee tour, coffee and cacao tour. We're going to do a sunset boat ride and dinner. And I really just want to create a safe space for people who are, whether it's like your first day of considering spirituality or if you're a seasoned vet, like I just want to create a safe space because I think community is incredibly important in this journey. And as someone who has often isolated in my hard moments and felt like I have to deal with my shit by myself. I'm trying to change that for other people and create the sort of experiences that make people feel safe to have that support, you know, because you don't have to go through shit by yourself. But it's also very scary to do that in groups. But hopefully doing that on a beautiful beach in a beautiful hotel in Costa Rica will help people feel that sort of community that we're really meant to harness, you know, like no one's meant to do shit by themselves. We're not meant to do life alone. So for more information, because that is coming up really quickly, but we do have some room still for people. If you decide like, fuck it, I want to go to Costa Rica because I deserve it. And I want to be on a beach and I want to do a sound bath and I want to relax. I love that for you. And you can find all of that information on my social media at mystic brew m-y-s-t-i-c-b-r-u not like the regular brew brew as in bruna and then also on my website brunanesif.com b-r-u-n-a-n-e-s-s-i-f.com and so you can find the itinerary the cost all the details there 
That is awesome. I mean, thank you again for coming back on the show. Clearly, as Rob said, we need to have you on a third time, probably (laughs) to chat more about where we all are going and then any future intuition you have and what the cards have to say. See what your baby's name is. All right. All right. Right. Jen's going to be like, so guess what? I'm pregnant. (laughs) And be like, I already know. Somebody knock on something. Goodness. We're rushing things. But if you guys want to keep tuning in to see what actually happens with this fictitious baby, tune into It's Complicated, where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff. And while you're there, please subscribe, rate, comment, and share the show with a friend. And obviously, if you want to join the class of master daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. You can find me at Jennifer Golden. Uh, you can find me at Forever's Evers, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S-E-V-O-R-S on Instagram. And you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meets. See you next time. Bruna, thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. <laughs>